that showing up is half the battle, but showing up is easier some days than others, but you showed up today. So let's do this. This is the dailyshowup.com, a podcast, a live stream, reminding you to show up, how to show up, and why it's important to keep showing up. And now your host, Darren Persinger. I have an interesting one for you today. Stick around. Maybe you don't want to stick around. I'm not sure how this one is going to go with the way that the world is right now. Um, try to avoid media and the politics as much as I can. I guess I'll start off with this, this quote. Uh, this is on my Facebook profile. If we're not friends yet, go send me a friend request. Let's connect on there. Naval Ravikant, quote, uh, the goal of media is to make every problem your problem. Quote from Naval, the goal of media is to make every problem your problem. That's why I basically avoid politics in media. But sometimes you can't avoid things, right? Like right now this year, it's hard to avoid that. A bunch of other stuff going on in our profession, just in our world, hard to avoid it. You can try to ignore it, hard to avoid it. Uh, I was looking at some old episodes that I did with my buddy Jonathan, and one made a little bit of sense to bring into the context of just how I thought about things and, and how you got to stay your course. Otherwise, like mentally, emotionally, even physically, you're going to get run down professionally like it's going to impact your income it's going to impact your profession even if it's not rules and regulations and just the economy if you take yourself out of the game because of all the distractions that are going on it's going to end it's going to impact your revenue so um i wanted to just bring some of those old ideas new today and what i wanted to discuss was politics because that's always fun being a professional in real estate and I think that's really important in Zillow. So I just want to get all the controversial stuff into one episode, get it out of the way. The first thing that uh, comes to mind, even though there's with what's happening in today's world, I'm actually reminded of something that happened like eight years ago. Maybe if you've been following politics for a while, you remember this, Harry Reid, who was the Democratic Senate minority leader at one time when Mitt Romney was running for president against Obama. Uh, Harry Reid said, Mitt Romney hasn't paid his taxes. He doesn't pay taxes. He doesn't, he's never paid taxes. Let him prove it to us that he pays taxes. Well, it was found out that Mitt Romney did in fact pay his taxes um, but Harry Reid had a take on that and he said, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter that I lied. I have no regrets about it. Listen to what Harry Reid said. So no regrets about Mitt Romney, about the Koch brothers. Some people have even call, called it McCarthyite. Well, and call it whatever they want. Um, Romney didn't win, did he? Reid is... You're a polar Romney didn't win, did he? So you lied. You got caught lying. Um, 
Do you have any regrets about lying? Romney didn't win, did he? I mean, at least he was honest at that moment. <laughs> at least he, he became honest. But we have this whole thing right now in, this, in our culture. And we have to make a decision, I think, as individuals, as professionals, as parents. How do we want to live our life? How do we want to conduct our business? How do we want to be seen? What's the legacy? And I'm not talking about legacy of like what happens 100 years from now. You know, if I've been thinking about my legacy for a while, what I want people to say 100 years from now about me is I can't believe that guy's still alive. That's what I want my legacy to be. I'm not talking about that kind of legacy. I'm talking about just how is your child going to think about you? How, how are your grandchildren going to think about you? Everything that we're doing is is documented. It's on. It's It's living forever. It's like a really bad tattoo that doesn't even go away after we go away. Like this is forever. So I've been thinking about legacy in that standpoint of this idea, does the end justify the means? And I was reminded of another story about, um, I want to say this happened like four or five years ago, where it came out of Colorado. A woman was basically being harassed by real estate agent phone calls. She had an expired listing. Her home didn't sell. Um, and so real estate agents started calling her. And she said that she received between 75 and 100 calls in a matter of 12 hours. And she referred to real estate agents as vultures. Now, if you're a real estate professional watching this, you probably have some sort of reaction to that. Whatever your, your reaction is, I think says a lot about whether we're going to connect or not. And I could probably make a prediction based upon what you think about your legacy and ends justifying the means based upon the fact that she called real estate professionals vultures. Because keep in mind, she didn't call you a vulture unless you were one of the 75 to 100 that called. I think you can be certain about your professionalism and not feel bad about that, not be apologetic and not even diminish others and still, um, still not be okay with the behaviors of those in your profession if that makes sense. So what, uh, what she says, she called them vultures. But I thought what was really interesting, I remember I had notes on here, that what I remember seeing inside Facebook groups at that time was agents' response to being called vultures is it's better to be the vulture than the roadkill. And her contact info was public domain, so she needs to get over it because the end justifies the means, right? And we wonder why people hate politicians. We wonder why people hate real estate agents. Let's talk about Zillow for a second then. Zillow forever said, we're not getting into real estate. We're not going to get into real estate. We're not going to become a real estate brokerage. We're not going to do it. That's okay, real estate agents. Keep giving us your data. Keep giving us your info. Keep giving us your money. We're not going to get into real estate. We're not going to be your competitor. Don't forget. Don't forget. We, we can learn these lessons. 
The end always justifies the means. It's okay to lie. It's okay. It's okay to mislead. It's okay to say whatever you have to say. Do whatever you have to do in order to get to the end result, whatever that is. If you're a politician, it means the other guy doesn't get elected. If it's your real estate agent, you just got to get the listing and beat out the rest of the competition. If you're a big corporation, you got to make your shareholders' pockets fat. The end always justifies, the means always justify the end, right? I think this is a big mistake for Zillow, actually. I'll get into that in a second. I like this. Um, one of my favorite books, one of my favorite authors is Susan Scott. In her book, Fierce Conversations, she wrote this about people, how they leave an emotional wake like a boat behind them. What they do leaves an emotional wake. And I talk about this often, that... You need to look back once in a while. You need to look in the rearview mirror. You need to stop. You need to reflect. You need to review. You need to turn around and look at what's going on behind you. Like if there's one giant thing that I disagree with Gary Vaynerchuk about, I just saw him doing um, a thing with Matthew McConaughey the other day, like yesterday or something, where he's like, never look back, never look behind. That's only going to lead to more trouble. Well, sometimes you have to. Otherwise, what you do is you leave this emotional wake behind you. This is what Susan Scott calls it, an emotional wake. An emotional wake is what you remember after I'm gone, what you feel, the aftermath, the aftertaste, or the afterglow. So if the above examples feel okay to you, if it's okay to not have regrets, just straight up lie about someone, to lie about their character, and you're okay with that, if it's okay to just basically harass someone, and we, I rail on this a bunch in real estate, um, whatever, the reason why someone's buying or selling is not because they wanna buy or sell a home, there's something else going on. So if it's okay to just harass that person, you know, um, keep calling until they uh, buy or die, right? So if the, those examples feel okay to you, if you're okay with Zillow going, well, they just have to do what they have to do. Like we all knew what they're going to do, but they have to say it anyways. If those examples are okay to you, if you can sleep at night, if you can look at yourself in the mirror, um, if you can justify having your boat wide open, and just going through the slow no wake to get to where you want to go, to get to where you want to go, who cares about everyone else? While you're destroying the neighbors' boats, their docks, the shoreline, there's the little little guy over here on the fishing boat. His boat's tipped over. Does he know how to swim? Who cares? Who cares? I gotta get to where I need to go. The end justifies the means. If you believe that you can pester people into doing business with you, if you believe brute force is the best way, the only way to get business, you've probably already stopped listening to this podcast, watching this video. But I think there's a big enough group out there that 
understands that this isn't the way to live life. This isn't the way to do business. This isn't the way to be. And the thing that I want you to remember, I, I, I get this a lot in uh, marketing. Do, do you see this? Where we're told to, um, to be divisive. You can't stand in the middle of the road. You got to either go left or right. You need to divide the room. You need to get people to either like you or hate you. Here's the, I just, look, you're not a corporation that has shareholders. You're not a politician that is one party or the other. As a real estate professional, you maybe, maybe need 20 transactions, 25, 30. You need like 30 people to trust you, like you and trust you. You don't need to divide your entire community. You don't need to divide everyone online. You don't need to be an a-hole. I don't want to get an E on my podcast episode, so I'm going to say a-hole. Sorry um, for any parents. Speaking of legacy, like this world frustrates me as a parent that I can't listen to podcasts with my child in the car. I'd love to listen to podcasts, but there's so much swearing everywhere. I put on, uh, I ask Alexa to play music. We, we started listening to radio stations again because there's no edited, like Alexa plays unedited versions of the music. It's just swearing, cursing everywhere. Does that make me prudish? Old fashioned, traditional, I guess. I've been ranting for about 30, 13 minutes now. Just keep in mind, you don't have to play that game. You don't have to lie. I don't believe that. You don't have to be divisive. I don't believe that. You need to stand your ground. You need to be who you are. And you only need to have 25 to 30 people a year. You can make a great living as a real estate professional doing that. Be who you are. Be trustworthy. People can trust you. They know that you're not going to leave them in an emotional wake. You're not going to destroy their shoreline. You're not going to lie to them and not have any regrets about it. Because, you know, the reason why I lied to you, Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, was because I knew in four years you would really like being in this home. That's why I lied to you. I have no regrets lying to you, Mr. and Mrs. Buyer. I knew that over time, you'd eventually really end up loving this home and appreciate the equity that you gained in it. So I lied to you. I have no regrets. Like, who's going to say that? I mean, it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. So uh, wrapping this up, back to Zillow real quick. Uh, Chris Smith, Jimmy Mackin over at Curator, I think what I've seen... I haven't watched a lot of their stuff in depth. I haven't watched it all the way through, but I'm seeing them like trying to help real estate agents navigate Zillow. Like some of the titles I've seen are, here's why you're better than Zillow because you're local, they're national. And then even kind of counter to that, here's what Zillow's gonna do really good that, that you probably can't compete on. So I would go check out their info. Um, based upon what I see, I think they're taking like a very direct path. They're not playing any games of like, oh, Zillow is great or Zillow's bad. Because there's, I mean, like, let's think about that. Let's just reflect on that. There's been a lot of people in this industry that kind of sold us real estate agents out to Zillow of creating co-marketing 
packages and creating platforms with Zillow and and was the go-between of like, no, Zillow's really good. Trust me, like leaders in our industry. And then this happened. So, I mean, here's why I would probably say, let me leave you with this thought. Here's what I'd probably say to someone trying to decide if I would say this or not. This is the first thing that came to mind. My my initial reaction off, to, off of things, usually aggressive. But here's what I'd probably say. If someone was talking about doing business with Zillow and now that they're a, they're a real estate brokerage, I'm like, well, we're thinking about doing something with Zillow, whatever that is. My response right now, I don't know. I probably have to run this by my wife. She's a much more centered consciousness. Like I said, as much as I don't think the end justifies, the, the means justify the end, um, my initial reactions tend, tend to be aggressive. But if someone's like, well, we're thinking about going with Zillow, what do you think about that? I'd probably go, Zillow lied to the real estate industry for 15 years. What makes you think that they're not gonna do that to you?